A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello, babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. And it's our 100th episode. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Ring a ding, 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 ding. The end. Thank you for listening. I really like in that Nicki Minaj song when she goes, Oh my God, all the noises she makes with her mouth. It's one thing where I'm like, for some reason, that's always what comes to mind when, like, old white people are like, rapping doesn't take skill. I'm like, <laughs> I can never make that sound with my mouth. You know what I mean? I couldn't do any of the things she does. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to VMAs tonight, and she's basically most of the reason I'm going. Oh, my God. Because she's doing the opening number. I'm so jealous. <laughs> um, <laughs> even though I was offered a ticket and I didn't say yes. <laughs> it's a big commitment. It's a big commitment. I'm jealous of you having committed to it and having the time for it. I am. Have, I, I mean, I don't, but I said yes anyways because yeah. <laughs> I want to see Miley and Nikki. And I'm already, like, having a panic attack about how many snacks I should bring in my purse like, and whether they'll let me go to the bathroom during the show. And <laughs> I'm going with my friend Raphael, who, like, never answers my questions when I ask. Oh, I'm like, God. I need you to, like, help me plan my day. <laughs> I know. That was the main thing was, uh, yeah, your friend also invited me, and I was like, tell me more info. I need then- all the info and there's no information online yeah. how many hours is it because it when you watch it it feels like it's 10 hours i know and i usually hate award shows so we'll see it might be a fucking nightmare oh my god are you gonna walk the red carpet i don't even know i don't know if i can but he said i the only thing he told me is i could dress casual or fancy so i'm just gonna dress casual okay cool yeah i'm not Very there cool. to show off <laughs> yes, you are. I don't want to upstage anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, stop taking pictures of Britney Spears. Who is this woman? <laughs> oh, fuck. I hope I see Britney Spears. She's got like sea punk hair right now. I love it. Wait, what is that? Oh, she, she, like, like it's like blue? It's kind of mermaidy. It's like purple and blue and green. And Oh, man. I love that. I love her. Oh, fuck. She's so cool. Yeah. Um... Well, it's our 100th episode. Yeah. Can you believe we've been on mics in front of each other for like 150 hours? Yeah, because it's an hour and a half episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can and I can't. I can. (laughs) And I can't. (laughs) I can't and I do. How many more until we get 10,000 hours and are perfect, like Malcolm Gladwell says? Oh, my God. Like a few more years at least. Yeah. Yeah. Does he actually say that, or is that like one of those misattributed quotes, like the coldest win- winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco, that Mark Twain did not say? <laughs> I did read that book by Malcolm Gladwell, and I liked it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he basically said you need 10,000 hours, but also all the right circumstances in your life and the right upbringing and oh. education. Like, there's a whole other Also that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which I have, so I'm going to be <laughs> an expert on podcasting with you. <laughs> Shortly. (laughs) I mean, I was told I had a face for radio my whole life. (laughs) 
Um, it's been very fun doing this. I'm really glad we do it. Yeah, me too. I'm glad we still do it, even though we're so busy. I never knew I'd like something like this so much. Really? Yeah, it's been very valuable. Oh, good. Yeah, it's been very valuable for me, too. It was less of a surprise that I'd like it, because I've done it before, I guess. But, yeah. Um, but it is really nice to have. I feel like I, it doesn't feel like we're done yet. No, it doesn't. Which is kind of nice. It's also really nice to put out something that's not perfect. I think we talked about this in like an interview. But oh not yeah, on it's podcast. like it's like we're treating it like a hobby. Yeah, but I also like it. I do feel like it's part of my job, but I also feel like it is like it's the one part of my life where I'm not like worried about. This sounds really disrespectful to our listeners. Does it? <laughs> where I'm not. I don't care. I'm not worried about how it comes out. Well, it has a sort of a casual feel to it. It's like a for me. It's like a job supplement. Like it definitely helps my career, but mm-hmm. it's not like important to it. I could take or leave it. Yeah, it's optional, but it's also it's like it's one thing that we just we actually can't hone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You have to put it out before it's perfect and you have to just practice and it's like yeah. it's like releasing all of your sketches yeah yeah definitely. you know what I mean um, we, so. we don't edit out very much no we don't <laughs> just the occasional hate speech oh yeah I just every once in a while I go a little nuts <laughs> Lisa has gone on some tirades about <laughs> some ethnic groups that we will not name and you will never find out who they are <laughs> Um, it's tabby cats. So I just can't stand them. <laughs> uh, do you um, have a favorite moment on the podcast that you've enjoyed? Um, I can't think of one. I just like any moment where I'm surprised and then can't stop laughing. Yeah. It's probably not the best moment to listen to as a listener, <laughs> but it's just for me, it just feels good. And we're all just cackling into the microphone. Yeah, I love to cackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to remember because it's been so many hours. Yeah. I can't believe you guys have hung out with us for that long. I know. That's really cool. And also, those of you who are new, welcome. Welcome. Feel free to check out our back catalog. <laughs> That's a euphemism for looking at my butt. (laughs) Speaking of which, we got a really good butt pic just this morning. Yes, we did. That I feel like we should respond to because uh, a question was raised to which the answer is yes, which is, is our call for butt pics trans inclusive? And it absolutely is. Absolutely. I think, I, I hope the subtext is clear that whenever we say men don't send us your penises... We just mean, you know, straight cis men. Yeah. Back off. Right? Yeah. Is like that... the most privileged members yeah. of society. <laughs> we don't want your pics. Yeah. Anyone who wants us to look at their body and say thumbs up, yeah. you should send us pictures of your genitals unless you're a gross man. Is that clear? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we got a very nice looking butt this morning from someone named Margot, um, who gave us permission to say her name and, uh, she is a lovely sporty butt. Yeah. She's out in the wilderness. Yeah. I really, really like it. She's wearing like socks with Tevas, which I think is great. Yeah. I like that too. If you're going to be hiking. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks to everyone else who has been sending us uh, pictures of their butts and um, doing creative things with them, writing things on their butts. I'm assuming you're writing things on your butts just for the pictures and that you don't walk around like that. But if you do... Are they tattoos? 
<laughs> None of them are tattoos, but what if you were just, what if you got, went home with someone and you're like smooching and going to do sex stuff and then they <laughs> had like, just, hi, Emily. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just had Sharpie things written on their butt, not to take a picture to send to a podcast host, just because they do that. <laughs> what would you do? What would I do yeah. if I saw that? I'd probably think it was interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I like weirdos. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I think it depends what it would say. Yeah. But also, I would be like, who wrote that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Who else has access to this part of your body? Yeah. Other than me. <laughs> I want to be the only one sharpieing yeah. on your butt. Yeah. You're having a wild day, it appears. <laughs> I'm monogamous when it comes to writing on butts. <laughs> I was trying to think of a pun for monogamous that has some kind of butt word in it, but I can't come up with one. Yeah, same. I just, it didn't click. Listeners, it's on you. <laughs> Send in your puns. I have a really sad thing to talk about, but it just happened, so I feel like I have to talk about it. Yeah, get and it off your I chest. I don't know what the right thing to do was. I was driving here, and by that I mean I was stopped at the Del Taco drive through to get a breakfast burrito. <laughs> and... In front of me, I was I was sitting there waiting for my food, and in front of me, I saw a squirrel who I think had been hit by a car, but only its back legs weren't working, so it was like crawling like a baby up onto the no. sidewalk. Uh, it was the worst thing I've ever seen, and I don't know if I should have like tried to put it out of its misery or could it heal. I don't know. Yeah, that thing's probably a goner. It's probably going to be picked off by a coyote or something. Oh, I hope that's what happens. Yeah, because then it's like the coyote. circle of life yeah. is just taking care of itself. Yeah, I hope the coyotes that hang out in the Del Taco parking lot are just like, oh, awesome. Whenever I see something like that, I'm just like, I hope their pain receptors are different from ours and they're yeah. not like processing this the way a human would. But that's bullshit. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But yeah. I don't know, actually. I think animals are traumatized by pain and suffering. I think so, too. Have um, you heard? I was reading an article, and I think this is maybe, I guess, is well known now, that like pain or that trauma can affect your intelligence oh, or your really? appearance of intelligence. Yeah. That like childhood trauma can um, alter the way you respond to like learning. Yeah. Basically, it it alters every aspect of how you respond to situations because fear and adrenaline and all of that stuff is kind of going like normal situations make you fearful and give you, you know, it's like PTSD in general. That makes sense that it, you wouldn't be able to concentrate on yeah. like taking in new information if you're constantly on the defensive and like, yeah. Huh. Um, and I read about it because there's an article um, or a piece on NPR about how um, there's a lawsuit in, um, I think Compton in the school district to get that classified as a disability. Oh, yeah. Um, I so, mean, yeah, it should yeah, be. Yeah, it absolutely should be because that would – but it would be like – it would affect like at least like I think either 25 percent or like a third of all students in Compton oh school God. district yeah. qualify as having been traumatized mm -hmm. and they need special resources. Yeah. Um, anyway – I thought that was really interesting. That is interesting. Um, something to keep in mind when you are being frustrated by a stupid person. <laughs> That's the main thing, reason why it's interesting to me is because I feel like Nothing annoys me more than stupidity, and I yeah. it shouldn't because that's not fair to the people who are stupid. But how do you tell the difference between someone who appears to be unintelligent because they were traumatized and someone who's just a fucking lazy idiot? 
I don't know. I mean, I guess you have to ask them to explain all their trauma to you. <laughs> I want to complain about something really briefly. I like yeah. I look in the BoJack Reddit forum sometimes and I really shouldn't. Oh no. And there's this thread that's like one person asked like why aren't there more black characters on BoJack? And some people respond and they're like, "Well, there's this person, this person, this person. I think there are a lot of black characters." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, cool." But like most of the comments are from people who were like downvoted all of that and they're just like, "Why is this a problem? Who cares?" Like, if there were black characters, it would be a black show, and this is a white show. And I'm like, what the hell? Uh, no, it's an animal show. Oh, my God. Well, okay, one person argued, they were like, well, so what? Like, BoJack's a brown horse played by a white actor. I'm like, what? How is that an argument? Like, And I, I just want, I mean, I hope that they're all, like, 13-year-old white boys, but, like. Wait, what race of person do they think should be playing a pink cat? Oh, that was raised as an argument, too. Like, really? well, this show has pink cats, so how can you even care about race? It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. That <sighs> show is having a really complicated effect on a lot of different communities. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I need to not look at Reddit anymore because it's a garbage pit. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks to all the Max Fun Redditors who have been commenting yeah. on the show. <laughs> there are some pools of Reddit that I like. I like the Max Fun Reddit. I like the Equestrian Reddit. <laughs> There are a lot of women in there. Um, <laughs> um, but, like, the the kind of Reddit that comments on, like, adult animation is kind of a cesspool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> people feel really entitled for the art that other people make to mean the thing they want it to mean. Yeah. How do you feel about um, people interpreting your work? Like, how do you feel about, like, people... I mean, I, I guess I just... I just yeah. got to let it go because once you put art out, out there into the world, people can take it to mean whatever they want. Like, yeah, I don't know. I used to get more upset about that stuff. This obviously upset me, but like, I don't know. I try to let it go. I'm like, I can't, I can't control the reaction. Yeah. Even people who like read my comics about a female moose and they're like, I love that comic about a horse. And I'm like, it's obviously a moose. <laughs> oh my God. What the, it's called she moose. You guys... Okay, that does bother me a little bit. I'm like, just pay attention to but the... that also feels like proof that you really just can't... You really can't. ...can't worry about how people are interpreting what you what you make. Yeah, I just generally hope that, like, really hateful people, you know, if they see my work, it maybe causes them to think twice, but, you know. That's, I think, the most you can hope for, but yeah. fuck, who knows fuck if that's it. ever going to happen. Fuck it. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I think, is it time for uh chunch chat yes it's time for chunch chat the weekly bi-weekly update about martha stewart's pony ben chunch chunch when the clock strikes noon we could have a picnic lunch fine wine full moon and we're chatting about chunch and chunch all right um so martha had some hay delivered <laughs> to her horses and it was like a really shitty blog post I love her blog but oh my god this is like 20 pictures of hay bales and then maybe four pictures that had her horses in them but it was all the Frisian horses it wasn't Ben Chunch the fell pony so like fuck it where's Ben Chunch it's been a very Ben Chunch light summer I must say like I'd like him to be in more updates I wonder if he's getting plastic surgery maybe and that's why he's not showing his face that much <gasps> 
conspiracy. Um, I was re- reading your book this morning in the bathroom where I keep it. That is um, the best place to read it. <laughs> and I was reading your War Horse one again. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> in, it, in it, you say, I could probably write a whole book about horses and my love for them. And I was like, why haven't you? Yeah. Are you going to ever, do you think? Yeah, probably. I'm, I think when I get older and I actually, like, you know, maybe start having my own horse, I will just go full, like, horse lady. And that's all <laughs> I'll think about or talk about. My friend's mom has horses. And, and when you talk to her, it's all she talks about. Like, she doesn't think about anything else. Really? Yeah. What is it about them? I don't know. It's a little scary. <laughs> it's really- Maybe they have that thing that cats have where they, like, get a parasite in your brain and then <laughs> it's just like... But people get obsessed with horses before they've ever met one, I think. Yeah, that's you true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Can't explain it. That concludes Chunch Chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for One on Fun. One on four. Um, Emily. Yes. What was your greatest accomplishment this week, aside from recording your 100th podcast episode? Oh, that's a very good question. I wanted to ask a very positive question. Yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> I really like it. Um, I think... My biggest accomplishment this week was I posted two very popular Instagram photos (laughs) Um, and also posted it to Twitter where it did very well there. Oh, was it your list? Yeah, it was a a pros and cons list of pooping. Um, I feel like that was great because it felt very um, interactive. Like everybody had, you know, something to say. It's still kind of blowing up. Like, it's at the point now where random people are just tagging their friends and just with, like, the laughy face emoji, Um, which it's like, what's interesting is it's like, oh, okay, a lot of people have a conversation about whether or not they want to poop with other people. Yeah. Because the list is just, I posted two (laughs) versions of it because one of them... I like the updated one. The updated one has more on it. So it's a pros and cons list for pooping. The pros are feels good. I need to. (laughs) Sounds might solve everything. Wait, sounds are a pro? Yeah, they're a pro and a con. Mm, Yes. And the cons are smells bad. Yeah. Is gross. (laughs) Sounds. And separation anxiety. Oh, yeah. Um, I had that really bad when I was a kid. I was like, oh, my God. My poop went away. A part of my body has left me. (laughs) (laughs) I went to a psychologist and and everything. It was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. How do I not know this about you? I don't know. I don't talk about it a lot because it still feels like really personal. Really? Yeah. I think that's the funniest thing. I mean, I don't mean to laugh at your pain. No, it's fucking funny. That is really funny. That you loved your poop so much. I mean, I loved it, but also it was more just like a part. I just shout out a part of my body. <laughs> like, I really felt like I was. You thought you were like losing parts of your body? Yeah, I kind of felt like all of my organs would like come out. Wow. Cool, right? That is fucking crazy. <laughs> Who gave you that idea? I don't know. And I was like six. That's nuts, man. Yeah. I used to just like. Uh, really not want to go to the bathroom but it was just sort of like out of defiance of people who told me i should go to the bathroom so i just like pooped and peed in my pants a lot (laughs) (laughs) i peed my pants a lot too yeah yeah uh we got a good poop email from 
uh, listener. Oh, yeah. Um, now would be a good time to, to read that. Yeah. Um, we got an email called Teleport Poop mm-hmm. uh, from Mitchell. He said, Dear Emily and Lisa, I love your podcast and I want to share a thought, wish, fantasy of mine that I thought you'd appreciate. In the distant future, when we invent teleportation, I want to get some kind of butt plug thing that has a little portal in it that will teleport all my poop into space. This way, I will never have to deal with pooping again. (laughs) Frankly, I'm both surprised and disappointed that this has never come up in sci-fi and, frankly, shows a lack of imagination and interest in applying future technology to real-life problems. This is probably a weird email to receive, but I had the thought and I couldn't think of better people to share it with. Your enthusiastic fan, Mitch. I am an enthusiastic fan of that email. <laughs> Thank you, Mitchell. That I was mean, wonderful. All you have to do is look at the jumpsuits that everyone's wearing in futuristic uh, movies and films to know that they are not thinking about poop at all. Yeah. Because that you would have to take the whole thing off to go to the bathroom. Oh, my God. If I went out into space in one of those spacesuits, I would just immediately get diarrhea. <laughs> just, like, instant. <laughs> And I'm sure there's, like, a tube that sucks it up into, like, some kind of pack. Do you get, like, responsive diarrhea just because you know it's a bad time to get diarrhea? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably going to happen in the VMAs. (laughs) Oh, yes. I hope it happens on camera. That would be great. The camera will pan over to me and you'll just see my eyes go wide. I don't think that would be embarrassing. Like, I honestly think that would be the coolest thing. What? That could happen to you is if you were the random person who got diarrhea at the VMAs. Like if I shit all over someone. Yeah. Well, who should I shit on? Justin Bieber? I mean, for sure. He's like target number one. Yeah. Every Oh, my God. If you shit on Justin Bieber at the VMAs, you would be a fucking hero I know. for like a month. But I bet he has a bodyguard just to protect him from <laughs> diarrhea. Because like everyone wants to diarrhea on Justin Bieber. But I don't think anyone's really thought it through. Yeah? Mm. I think this is your moment. <laughs> oh, my God. I should have practiced more. <laughs> Gotta aim. Gotta make it projectile. <sighs> Um, all right, Lisa. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you could ask any person, living or dead, but pre- preferably dead, to be on our podcast, who would it be? Um, I would love to have Martha Stewart on yes. our podcast. Just to settle the Ban versus Ben Chunch That's question. it. I would just ask her that one question. Is it Ban Chunch or Ben Chunch? And why is it misspelled on your blog? And then she could leave. <laughs> uh, what would you do if Martha Stewart told you that it was Ban Chunch? Um, I think I would suggest that she change it. <laughs> I think I'd joke around with her about it, though. You know, like, I think we'd have a good rapport. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think she'd be she'd be real sweet if she was talking about her horses. I think she would too. Yeah. What if like how if you asked her if it was Banner Bench and she, and she was like, Well, it's an interesting story. You know, my grandson told me that Do you like my Martha Stewart? Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I let my grandchildren name him and uh, initially they named him Ben Chunch, but then eventually they started calling him Ben Chunch and I just didn't quite know. <laughs> Is it like I'm making your dreams come true right yes, now? Yes, <laughs> I love it. You're really good at it. Thank you. She's so fancy. She really is. Um, I think I would like to have her on as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, in terms of dead people, Joan of Arc. 
Yo, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, that concludes one on fun. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, Wiki of the Week. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every Tuesday, we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, a show about all the dumb, weird, terrible ways that we've tried to fix each other over the years. You know, some light summer listening. Maybe you want to hear about yogurt enemas, or why we tried to eat mummies for a while, or why drinking cholera diarrhea sounded like a good idea. That and so much more is waiting for you every Tuesday right here on the Maximum Fun Network with Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Hey guys, it's Emily and Lisa. Hey. We want to tell you about this TV show, Adam Ruins Everything on True TV. Um, Our good friend and domestic partner. Like, okay, he's been my boyfriend for almost seven years. But also... But also is... It doesn't matter. Okay, he's got a really good TV show on True TV called Adam Ruins Everything, and I can't say enough good things about it. It's so good. Like, even if I didn't know him, I would love it. It's so smart and so funny, and the New York Times gave it a good review right after it came out. As did the LA Times. It's, like, unprecedented. Um, Yeah. It's so good, Uh, and you guys should check it out. It's on True TV Tuesday nights, and, um, yeah, he basically just, like, ruins good things that yeah people but it's love. also just like super informative and interesting and uh it will make you sound like a smarter person at parties and he plays himself and it's so good and he's on billboards and it's crazy he's wearing <laughs> he's wearing a tie i gave him for christmas on billboards <laughs> and the sides of buses and that's very surreal so lisa has magical <laughs> gift giving abilities if she gives you I a tie watch say, out a, you will get a tv show yeah it's cause, it's because of me <laughs> yeah um, but watch the show it's really good and we can't recommend it enough Thanks, guys. Uh, welcome to Wiki of the Week. Let's introduce our guest for this week. Uh, she is a hilarious comedian, one of my best friends in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that right? Uh, Kristen Shaw, everybody. Yeah. Well, I said, thank you. I said, I said close, one of your closest oh. friends. But best is good, too. <laughs> best is better than closest, right? Yeah. Closeness is, I think, overrated. <laughs> I think it's better to be superior yeah. than to be close. I feel like if you're close with someone, you're going to not like them eventually. Yeah, they're like a sister. That's true. <laughs> no one likes their sisters. No. <laughs> I really... Um, I'm enjoying the environment here because it feels like we're in our own little clubhouse, like a playhouse clubhouse. Oh, yeah. Um, for the listeners at home, we're at the Maximum Fun Studios. We do not normally record here. Whoa. <laughs> and we're sitting in the dark. It's like a foam padded dark yeah. room. We left the yeah. lights off on purpose so yeah. it feel colder. Yeah. Yeah, good. It's like so- our little cold cave. Did you, <laughs> did you guys ever have like a clubhouse when you were little? Um, I think I did. There was a little clo- uh, playhouse that you climbed up. I don't know why it was on stilts. There was no reason for it. It wasn't. Was it a treehouse? <laughs> to make it harder no. to get yeah, into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like kids are like cats. They like being elevated. Yeah. Is that true? You want a vantage point. I mean, that's why treehouses are cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What does your tattoo say? Oh, it says, thanks for everything. I have no complaints whatsoever. Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> and do you just flash it at stores and stuff and restaurants? <laughs> just super sarcastically. <laughs> ah. 
<laughs> Do you have any tattoos, Lisa? No, I don't have any. Okay. There's a bunch of people with tattoos in my drawings. So. I was wondering. Yeah, that's super weird. Oh, is it? Is it flattering, though? It's, it's well. flattering, but I'm like, I hope you don't regret it. Oh, my gosh. There, <laughs> I the, hope they do. <laughs> I remember, like... What do I turn this Lisa Hannawalt chicken lady into? <laughs> Guys, I need to cover this up. I hate this. I remember, like, four years ago, someone... Uh, tweeted at me a picture of a Louise tattoo oh. and I was really it was very jolting to me because I didn't know if the show would go on you know because oh. it's always oh, yeah. like what you just never canceled? know and yeah. I'm like oh my gosh if we get canceled after like a season which is when they got it you're gonna have to really explain that one oh, to yeah. everyone They're like, oh it's from a canceled show <laughs> I think they would prefer that though if oh. it was like more obscure oh, yeah, yeah then it's true. like a cult favorite yeah cause what if you got like a Kramer tattoo yeah and then when the <laughs> whole thing happened what if you had a Bill Cosby tattoo oh my oh, god I'm wow. sure a bunch of people do yeah probably oh my gosh that would be a great like whole season on tattoo nightmares i would like maybe the podcast listeners if anyone has a bill cosby tattoo if you could <laughs> what is there an email can they get in contact yeah. baby geniuses podcast at gmail.com subject line bill cosby tattoo <laughs> i want to see it i want to see it and maybe we can work together to change yeah, it we can turn it into a butterfly or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> lisa you could you know you could <laughs> You know, I, That's my one skill. I can turn Cosby's <laughs> into butterflies. Does everyone, I'm so sorry. I'm hijacking your podcast. No. It's that's what you're here for. really came alive once the... <laughs> <laughs> um, Whenever we, a rapist comes up. <laughs> I know. Or like, up. wake up. <laughs> yeah. um, for all the listeners, too, I don't know if people know that Lisa um, did a lot of drawings for my sex book. That's right. That was my first big illustration job. Aww. I was so excited. You're so overqualified for that. Oh just my in God. terms of how many genitals you already draw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. She, Maybe perfectly qualified. This one you probably drew because it was a two-page spread of an orgy. Yeah. It was a Where's Waldo spoof. Yes. It was like, Where's Wildo, right? And he was like a yeah. pimp that looked like Waldo. I guess so. And then it was just <laughs> a, a two-page spread of people fucking. And there were like people fucking and going down a water slide. Mm-hmm. And like there was like a guy dressed as a bumblebee doing someone doggy style. And like You really took a lot of liberties and had fun. With it. I think you had one woman with like like nine tits. Yeah, like yeah. kitten tits or cat tits. Like you, you know, know I, yeah, it was great. I, I wanted to please you and surprise you, and you did. I know there was like a conversation with your publisher about whether you could have so many like spread eagle vaginas on one page. Yeah, and they were like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sex book. What are they afraid that, of making no. money? Yeah, well, <laughs> nobody bought that book. <laughs> No way. Hey, but maybe a bunch of uh, <laughs> listeners will buy it right now. What's it called? The Sexy Book of Sexy Sex. You can go get it on Amazon and yeah. you can look at Lisa's. It's drawing. pretty funny. And it's got drawings by me and, and Michael Kupperman. That's correct. Yeah. 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 So. Um, all right. This week's Wikipedia page. Sorry. No. Never apologize. I had to get my plug in. Somewhere. You got to plug, <laughs> plug all your five-year-old books. <laughs> yeah, seven. Yeah, jeez. Okay, go. Sorry. This week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Kate Bosco, and it is the Wikipedia page for Fearsome Critters, which is so up our alley that we're not sure we haven't done it on the show before. But yeah. I'm going to do it again because it's I'm pretty really sure good. we haven't, but you know what? Even if we have, it's it's worth a revisit. Exactly. Yes. Okay. In early lumberjack folklore, 
fearsome critters were mythical beasts that were said to inhabit the frontier wilderness of North America. They were an integral part of oral tradition in North American lumber camps during the turn of the 20th century, principally as a means to pass time, such as in tall tales, or as a jest for hazing newcomers. They really just explained why we tell stories in the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for answering that large philosophical question. <laughs> in a typical fearsome critter gag, a person would casually remark about a strange noise or sight they encountered in the wild. Subsequently, another accomplice would join in. Meanwhile, an eavesdropper would begin to investigate, as Henry H. Tryon recorded in his book, Fearsome Critters. You want to read this part? This book is from 1939. Sam would lead with a colorful bit of description, and Walter would follow suit with an arresting spot of personal experience, every detail being set forth with the utmost solemnity, and with exactly the correct degree of emphasis. At the end, so deftly had the cards been played that the listener was completely convinced of the animal's existence. This method of presentation is widely used. For the best results, two narrators who can keep the ball in the air are necessary, and perhaps an occasional general question is tossed to someone in the audience, such inquires being invariably accorded a grave, corroborative nod. So it's basically like people convincing each other that animals exist that don't. Oh. Yeah. Have, have you guys ever tried to trick someone into thinking something by corroborating with someone? Oh, sure. Like, I work all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, how? I don't know if I'm just, like, walking around with... Well, uh, the supervising director, Mike Hollingsworth, who we've had on the show, is a big-time liar. So oh, yeah. he'll start just, like, making shit up, and then I'll back it up. You'll and, just back it up because you know now? Yeah, and then, you know, maybe some of the younger, uh, more naive uh, people working there will be like, oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know, the how, interestingly, how unicorns came to be is that back in the day, they were... I guess the Hebrews, someone was like cataloging all the animals they'd ever seen. And one of them was a rhinoceros, but there was no, and then they were trying to take some like the Hebrew book of animals. And then they were trying to translate it into Greek or whatever. And there wasn't a Greek word for what they, it was for rhinoceros. Like there was just no translation. So they uh, wrote unicorn. Anyways, oh, wow. and so and then they wow. started imagining the unicorns. And what they and imagined was actually much more beautiful than a rhinoceros. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's very subjective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really I- idealized its body. Your your version of idealizing something is making it a horse. <laughs> I think yeah. most people would agree unicorns are prettier than rhinoceri. That's true. I guess. Rhinoceri. I, mean, I don't mean to, like, body shame. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, lumberjacks who regularly traveled between camps would stop to swap stories, eventually dis- disseminating these myths across the continent. Many fearsome critters were simply the products of pure exaggeration, while a number, however, were used to either seriously or jokingly as explanations for unexplained f- phenomena. For example, the hide-behind served to account for loggers who failed to return to camp while the tree squeak offered justification for strange noises heard in the woods. A handful mirrored descriptions of actual animals. The mangrove killifish, which takes up shelter in decaying branches after leaving the water, exhibits similarities to the upland trout, a mythical fish purported to nest in trees. Mm, a tree fish. Yeah. I like that. In addition, the story of the Loo about a mythical crane that flies upside down <laughs> may have been inspired by observations of the wood stork, a bird that has been witnessed briefly flying in this manner. 
In particular instances, more elaborate ruses were used, created taxidermy or trick photography. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so there's a list of them. Yeah, I want to skip the list of attributes and yeah. just go for the list Let's of beasts. Let's go for the list of beasts. There's uh, an Argo Pelter, a beast which amuses itself by hurling twigs and tree branches at passersby. The <laughs> axe handle hound reputedly subsisted on axe handles left unattended. That's so lumberjack specific. That really is. What would what did that animal exist on before axes were invented? <laughs> <laughs> the ball-tailed cat, a feline similar to a mountain lion, except with a long tail with a bulbous end used for striking its prey. <laughs> a cactus cat, feline of the American Southwest with hair like thorns that intoxicates itself by the consumption of cactus water. That sounds like a real thing. What could they possibly have wanted, have needed that cat to exist for? Maybe they heard snarling when they were out in the desert. Or they were wondering why their cactuses were dying. Yeah. <laughs> a cat. They just wanted a pet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and ideally one they didn't have to feed. Yeah. Or cuddle with. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and maybe the drinking the cactus water was why it had thorns. Okay. A glowacus, a fierce brute resembling either a panther, lion, or bear. The hide behind, a brute which would seize unwary lumberjacks and devour them and was said to be so swift that it could hide behind the nearest tree before a man turned around. I have a feeling that's a common characteristic of all of these is that they're so fast you can't see them. Yeah. <laughs> Just a coincidence. Yeah. The hodag. I love that name. A favorite varmint, <laughs> which I didn't know was a real word, <laughs> uh, of the Wisconsin swamps affixed with horns and spikes complemented by a maniacal grin. Oh, I like that one. Um, jackalope. We've all heard of jackalopes. Yeah. They're rabbits with antlers. I thought they were real for a long time. Really? Yeah. I mean, how would you know that they weren't? Common sense. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't think it is common sense. I feel like we tell kids about a lot of animals and we don't tell them which ones are real or not. It's true. It was back when I used to think anything I saw in a photograph was real. So, like, I saw postcards of jackalopes and then I also saw those, like, Robert Vavra pictures of unicorns where he would just glue a horn to, like, a white horse. And I was like, this is proof. They're real. Uh. <laughs> it's very sad. It's a couple of years ago. Uh, the Jersey Devil. A predatory creature said to terrorize the livestock in the pines of southern New Jersey, often described as winged and bipedal and sometimes connected to witchcraft and devil worship. My goodness. I recently listened to a podcast about this, and I wish I could remember the name of it, but it's a podcast that like talks about horror stories and ghost stories, and they talked all about the Jersey Devil. What? what? And it was like so many different people uh, said that they saw it, and they all described it the exact same way. It was like a horse. But it also like looked kind of like a like an eagle or something, and it had these huge wings what? that were bat like. Yeah, and it had glowing red eyes, of course. I'm always confused by those stories when it's like everyone says they saw the same thing. But yeah, it definitely didn't happen. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about mermaids too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's like, you know, every uh, across the globe, there is there's documentation of everyone saying they saw. Something you know, it's like of course a sailor will will see a, a seal or whatever, but they all all had the same details of like co- like combs and mirrors, oh. like from Africa to Europe to everywhere. You know, but before the internet and stuff, they all would say the same things about the mermaids they saw. Whoa, wow. so, mermaids so are real. real. Yeah, mermaids are real. <laughs> I do have on my and DVD. vain, really vain, <laughs> yeah. really vain. 
<laughs> I'd on, be too. On my DVR, I do have a program called Mermaids, The New Evidence. <laughs> Yeah, and I still haven't watched it. <laughs> it's a documentary. It's been on there for like two years. And I started watching it and was like, this is a fish skeleton. Could a human have part of this? I don't know. Like, that seemed like what it was. It seemed like it was like a lot of really boring, like grainy photographs of pictures someone drew. Oh, oh so disappointing. It's not evidence. It's definitely not new evidence. <laughs> okay, the side hill gouger. A beast legged for hillsides what? What? Oh, leg like he has legs meant for. Is hillsides. that saying like they've got legs for days? Legged for hillsides. <laughs> <laughs> Having legs on one side taller than the other, thus always traveling in a circular path. So it's like you walk on a hill with one leg is longer, so it's for lower down. On the that hill. really creeps me out. Anything with like an irregular walk is really creepy. That's very mean. I know. <laughs> it's a gimp. That's really ableist. I'm so sorry. It is. But also, if it is a creature, that is scary. Yeah. 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 There's N- a non-human. There's something terrifying. Because I feel like the in- implied f- scary thing about it is that even though they can't walk right, they will catch you. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you fucked up somehow. And you see their silhouette, you know, like kind of loping around. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. <laughs> uh, the skunk ape is a hominid said to inhabit Florida. Skunk ape. A snallygaster. <laughs> I feel like you should just know that they're fake because of the names. I know. A dragon like beast said to inhabit the hills surrounding Washington and Frederick County's Maryland. A very specific area. Yeah. A snipe is a subject of a famous ruse of many a camp consisting of a wild goose chase for the animal. Oh, yeah. A snipe hunt is what you trick someone into going on. You oh. convince them that a snipe is real and that you have to go hunt them. And that sounds fun. They get stuck. It was the pilot of Doug. <laughs> the cartoon Doug. Did really? you ever watch that uh-uh. show? The pilot of Doug, he goes, he gets sent on a snipe hunt. A snipe hunt. Um, I always hated Doug. Is that wrong? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Doug you is. never saw it? No. It was like a is Nickelodeon a cable cartoon. Show? Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. have cable growing up. Um, you missed out on a show called Doug, which is a pretty, I can't believe kids tuned into a show called Doug. It sucked. It's a, such an old man name. <laughs> Doug. Um, his name was Doug Funny. The girl he loved was named Patty Mayonnaise, mm-hmm. who was voiced by Yoga Jones from Orange is the New Black. What? Really? Yeah. Whoa. That's crazy. Um, and yeah, I don't know what else the show is about. His yeah. older sister was like a cool art chick who wore a beret. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Okay. We've got four more. A splinter cat. A legendary cat in the Pacific Northwest that uses his incredible speed and stiff forehead to smash into large trees, knocking the branches off and withering the trunks. It's cool. That's so- <laughs> just a cat that, like... <laughs> headbutts tree tree branches <laughs> you'd think lumberjacks would like that it's helpful i think yeah i well but it withers the trunks oh okay so yeah. it's an explanation for why the trees aren't good yeah that they need a squonk the most <laughs> melancholy of creatures <laughs> which How could you be melancholy with a name like squonk, squonk <laughs> which because of its deformed countenance refuses contact with all life and will dissolve in tears if ever gazed upon oh squonk Oh, I know some squonks. <laughs> a tea kettler, a small vermin which makes a noise like the sound of a tea kettle. I feel like someone just had a teapot and yeah. they didn't know what it was. And a a wampus cat, a large phantom cat. 
Oh, wait, there are three more. Oh, the more. This is just the beast section. There's also fish and serpents. I don't know why serpents aren't considered beasts. Seriously. What's the definition of a beast? A living thing. I feel like so. beasts are hairy. Okay. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think a beast would have any scales or reptilian qualities. But under fish, I it says so. a, f- a fur-bearing trout. Okay. Well, then move that up to beast. Yeah, right? <laughs> a trout that grows a thick coat of fur for warmth in its cold climate. Psh, that's adorable. That's really... That's I'd really like fish cute. a lot more if they were furry. Yeah. Well... Really? Nah. I feel like it would... It would it be like sounds, wet fur, like an otter. Yeah, it would smell bad. <laughs> and also, I feel like it would leave dandruff in the water. You wouldn't want to eat it as much, maybe. But can you imagine, like, a furry shark? You're right. so cute. I think it would still be scary. Yeah, it's two types of snakes, like a woolly, a woolly shark. Yeah, a woolly shark. Yeah, yeah. sheep's wool on them. Yeah. Oh, that would be cute. I like that. that Cute. The most dangerous type of uh, textile. (laughs) You could be like, yeah, it's a shark's wool jacket. You wouldn't just have to wear those tacky necklaces with the teeth on them. Right. That'd be so tight. Yeah. It would be like a shimmery blue, too. Yeah. Yeah. Would it? Shiny wool. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're underwater, it has to be. Yeah, it's just... It's... <laughs> <laughs> All right, there are two snakes. First is a hoop snake, a snake which bites its tail to enable it to roll like a wheel. Oh, I feel like I've seen that in cartoons. Yeah, which... And I also <laughs> think real snakes should just try and do that. Yeah. It seems like it would work. Come on, snakes, evolve. Invent the wheel, invent the wheel already, <laughs> snakes. <laughs> and then the joint snake, a snake that can re- reassemble itself after being cut to pieces. Ooh, that's creepy. Which is also like from the American flag, right? The original Don't Tread on Me is like a snake cut up into a bunch of pieces. Yeah, that's not very creative. You just copied a flag. Yeah. Is it? Well, I don't know what came first. Yeah. I feel like lumberjacks didn't know about flags. I like thinking Correct about me. I like thinking about lumberjacks. What do you like thinking about them? I don't know. Like, uh, like my favorite book, Sometimes a Great Notion, is about lumberjacks. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, if you guys could invent a fearsome critter to answer a problem you have in your life, what would it be? Yeah. Write in and tell us. <laughs> I was asking you. <laughs> oh, me? No. <laughs> I thought you were speaking to our dear listeners. Also that, yeah. Oh, shit. It's hard. I don't know if I have problems that a, a critter would solve. I think I did invent it. I think it's a woolly shark. <laughs> yeah. It was a collaboration between me and Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> it answers the problem of why don't I have cooler clothes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be fun to invent a creature who could help stop time and just. <laughs> Like, holds the earth still, like in Yeah, Superman? when you need it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch the show Out of This World? No. It was about, But I know she could do... She could touch, touch her, her fingers together and stop time. Was she a robot? She was from outer space. She was, like she was an alien. alien. Yeah. yeah. What would you do if you could stop time? I, I think I would have a nap. Just <laughs> 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 have a nap. Yeah. I'm always torn between wishing for more hours in the day so I could sleep more or just wishing that I didn't have to sleep. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd rather not sleep at all because I have nightmares every night. Yeah. Oh, really? Me too lately. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You guys. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. Is it is it like a new thing or? 
Not really. Might have been a lot worse lately. I don't know why. Yeah, they're like stress dreams. Uh, Yeah, it's stress dreams. It's not nightmares. It's just like, uh, I think I had a dream about Last Man on Earth the other night. Oh, yeah? It was definitely the apocalypse. Ooh, a fan dream. people were, (laughs) and we were still flying in planes and stuff, but I was like, how is this working if we don't have society? (laughs) And they were like, we're all just sort of pitching in to, like, run the airlines. That's cool. To run the airlines. Yeah, and... I, so I don't know if that's a nightmare, but it was stressful. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't really trust it. <laughs> yeah. See, um, didn't Leonardo uh, da Vinci only sleep like in intervals? Like, oh yeah, it's like the. Um, did he do it? Did someone else? I think it's called the Edison sleep cycle, where you only sleep for, like three hours. Three hours, and then you take a bunch of naps. Yeah. I had a coworker who tried to do that one time, mm-hmm. and. Um, he would sleep for, like, three hours a night, and then he would, like, nap under his desk for 20 minutes, like, every three hours. And I was... Did it work? I was, wa- like, watching him do it, and he was, like, I... He was, like, at first I was really tired, and then I pushed past it, and I became hyper-lucid. Mm, that sounds like bullshit. It sounds like bullshit. And then he quit doing it because he was also trying to quit smoking at the same time, and he felt like he couldn't do both. That sounds insane. It sounds insane. I Where read. was this? What job was it? <laughs> this is when I went to UC Santa Cruz and I worked in the um, AV department. Um, <laughs> that which, sounds like a good job to nap at. <laughs> I mean, it really was. It was, I mean, for me, it was a good uh, job to check my email at. <laughs> um, I used to love working at libraries because I could go up and like hide in the stacks and take naps. Just take naps. Yeah, it's great. I read a study recently that uh, women need more sleep than men to function, and that really bummed me out. Oh, man. Like, fucking... We always get the short end. Right. Unfair. Yeah. We're not allowed to have as many drinks per day. Yeah. It sucks. We're not allowed to have as many hours per day, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also are colder than men. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. My office is freezing. We live in a world designed not for us. Let's just stay in this clubhouse forever. <laughs> Yeah, in this clubhouse, we can have what we want. Yeah. <laughs> this would be a great place to nap. It would. I'm on the verge already. <laughs> um, all right. That concludes Wiki of the Week. Thanks to Kate Bosco for sending that. Kate Bosco. It's a good name. It's right? a really good name. It's a good name. We get a lot of really good names emailing us. Uh, we'll be right back with Kristen Shaw. Hey guys, it's Emily from Baby Geniuses. I wanted to tell you that I have an album available. I've never put out an album before, so this is material I've been working on for seven years, basically. Um, and I'm really, really proud of it. It's called Good For Her. It's being released by Kill Rock Stars. You can pre-order it now, and it's available for for actuality in November 13th, but you can pre-order it now at killrockstars.com slash goodforher. It's got all kinds of jokes. And I recorded it in Brooklyn. And you can also get a t-shirt that says, I'm horny for Emily Heller, if you order that, too. I'm here, too, to say that I'm Lisa. I'm I'm here, too. My name is Lisa, and I'm here here to to say, say, Emily's LP is really great. (laughs) Um, Buy it. Also, the cover is just hilarious. That's a wrap, you guys. (laughs) Please buy my album, though. I like it, and I think you'll like it. And Lisa likes it too. I endorse it. It's funny as fuck. Yay! Welcome back. We're here with Kristen Schaal. Hi, Yay. Kristen. <laughs> Welcome back. Where'd you go? 
<laughs> I stopped time, took uh. a nap, <laughs> and now we're here. Um, thank you so much for joining us on this, our 100th episode. Yeah, yes. congratulations. Our very special thank episode. You. Yay. Yay. That's a lot of podcasting. I know. It's a lot of talking to each other and other people. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred um, times you reached out and, and <laughs> talked to people. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it was really bad. No. Really? What was your worst podcast? Oh, I don't know. Uh, if we, um, probably the worst one is the one that we uh, had a technical problem with and weren't able to post. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was too yeah, bad. That was bad. too bad. Also, <laughs> the one where we had to watch the movie Baby Geniuses oh, yeah, for we, a bonus episode. The show is called Baby Geniuses, so we made ourselves watch it for a bonus episode for Maximum Fund Donators, and it's really bad. Have you yeah. seen it? No. It's terrible. Never watch it. It's really bad. It was excruciating. But every so often, because I'll search for Baby Geniuses on like Twitter to see what people are saying about the podcast, uh, I'll find a ton of people saying, Baby Geniuses is my favorite movie. Yeah, me too. Which is very surprising. Psychos. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we want to talk to you about a few things. I feel like first I want to hear about the time you saw a ghost. Okay. <laughs> I saw a ghost once. How old were you? 30. Where was five. it? 35? 33, 34, 33. Pretty recently then. Yeah. Um, it was at the um, Casa del Mar in Santa Monica. And I was staying there for the Emmys. The Daily Show put us up there. It was when I was living in New York. So we, Rich and I flew, my husband and I uh, were put up there for the Emmys. And it was like 2 in the morning. I woke up and um, Rich had like sat up and then slumped over like this and was sleeping like this. Like super <laughs> over. creepily. And then in the, um, yeah, yeah. So I saw that and then. In the, you know, the neon of the clock, the digital clock, um, I saw this old man just sort of staring at me. And I, and I, and he had like dried like blood spittle on his chin. Oh my what God. Yeah. But here's the thing is it really wasn't scary. You don't sound traumatized by it. It was yeah. I, like, it was weird because it, it was just like he was observing me and it, I didn't feel threatened at all and I just wanted to make sure Rich was okay because he was sleeping so weird so I woke him up You know, I, I know that I saw it and I wasn't dreaming just because I was like looked at the clock knew the time like woke him up like put him back like I knew that it wasn't a dream or a hallucination sort of like I was awake and seeing conscious. it and then I went back to bed. Like, I really, it really didn't bother me. How at long all. was he there for? Like, how long did you? I would say, like, less than a minute. Was he motionless or was he? Yeah, he was motionless. He didn't move. He was just staring. <gasps> was were... he translucent? A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Were his eyes, like, really focused or, like, like were they, like, wide eyed? <laughs> they were, like, like, so creeped out. <laughs> I'm super creeped out. They were, like, like normal. So scary. Like, they were, really, it was just him looking at me. But, yeah, there was lots of, obviously, there was, like, lots of details. Like, I, I mean, I still remember what he looked like. Um, what was he wearing? Was he, like, an old-timey man? Kind of, we- like, he was wearing, like, a jacket. Like a sweater, like a cardigan and, like, a button-up shirt. Wow. Um, but... Yeah, but- ghosts almost never dress modern. Yeah, I have a theory mm. that um, ghosts only 
were made for like five years. Yeah. There's like a five year period <laughs> when everyone who died turned into a ghost. Yeah. You, never, you never see That's a ghost. That's why they're all dressed the same. You never right. see a ghost in like a crop top and leggings. No. You know? That's so true. <laughs> well, I, well, that's a great question for the listeners. Has anyone seen a ghost in, in and, modern clothes? And, well, yeah. Yeah. Just tell us what your ghost was wearing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like, well, I mean, they talk about ghosts in Shakespeare and stuff, but maybe they were just being predictive. Maybe, yeah, or maybe they're just like ran out of room and ghost in the ghost um, world. Like the you know the ether is like like, it's like no vacancy. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> or there was like there was like a five year legal battle with heaven. Like a zoning issue oh, where they yeah. weren't letting people in, and they're all so these are like displaced people from that yeah. time, and they have nowhere to go. But like modern people who die go, just go they straight just go to straight, straight to heaven. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? Tell us about <laughs> where you were staying when it happened. Casa del Mar. It's on. Um, it's on in Santa Monica, right on the beach. Is it like right. an old hotel? It's an old hotel. Okay. Um, very fancy. It's so expensive. I would never stay there on my own dollar. Yeah. I wanted to once because I was like, I'll just put, go to the beach. And and then it was like 400 a night. Oh, shit. What? <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, real, it's a very fancy upscale hotel. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And it's yeah. right on the beach. Okay. I have a theory about why people only see ghosts in old houses. Yeah. Which is that there's a type of like toxic mold that fucks your brain up. Interesting. And I read an article about it in a local paper in a town where I was doing a college gig, but it was a really small paper, so I don't know if they had like any real information. Um, I've heard I've heard about that too. But I feel like a beachfront hotel would have all kinds of mold. Yeah. Yeah. But or just a guy. Ate, ate some humans there and died. What do you think? Why do you think he had a bloody mouth? Um, I, I think maybe like tuberculosis or something, yeah. some sort of lung thing where you cough up oh. blood, lung cancer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bronchitis. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, but what? But the thing is, and I've talked to a couple other people who have seen ghosts, and I wasn't like looking for a ghost or anything. Um, <laughs> you weren't there on a mission. <laughs> yeah, I've never been like, oh, I want to see a ghost. I always thought if I saw a ghost, I'd be it'd be really scary, and I was like, oh, I hope I don't see one. And it was it just really wasn't scary. And the other people I've talked to who have seen one as well feel feel the same way I did, where it's like, there's they have, they're not there to like harm you yeah They're just observing that's so weird yeah and and uh, yeah super weird that is so weird so you've talked to other people who have seen ghosts too yeah how do you find each other uh well i'm related to one <laughs> and uh and yeah it's just sometimes it's a fun thing to talk usually yeah. if you bring it up in a group, everyone has a story there's somebody do yeah. you guys have one no i have one that didn't happen to me but happened to like you know someone i know who like it was the it was a house that I lived in in college. It was before I moved in. I moved into a room that my friend moved out of, in this house in Santa Cruz. And um, she said that like while she lived there, um, she and one of her friends both saw ghosts in the house. She saw a little girl, and he saw a little boy. Whoa. He saw a little boy in the living room. She saw a little girl in her room, and so she called a clairvoyant. And 
all she told the clairvoyant was, I live in Santa Cruz in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And the clairvoyant immediately was like, you have three ghosts living with you. You have a little boy. You have a little girl who needs air. And then there's a uh, creepy old man who watches the women while they sleep. Uh, and she was like, I have not seen that guy. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, he wears a wide-brimmed hat. Watch out. Uh, and they had like a house meeting with her other roommates. And she mentioned that. And like one of her roommates started crying and was like, I woke up the other day and there was a man sitting on my bed. I'm moving out. That's hard. And so the clairvoyant just knew that house? I, or I don't know. I guess so. Or they just are – I don't know what clairvoyants do. Yeah. But um but yeah, and so I and then I moved in. And my sister was like, "Are you Wait, crazy?" You moved into that house? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not because of that, just it was a really nice house. <laughs> but it was like that hat guy sounded hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was an old house. It was built in like the 1890s. Yeah, and... there's a lot of creepy old houses in Santa Cruz. Yeah. Did you see any of those figures? I didn't, but my mom when I moved in, my mom smudged it with sage and was like, "Get out of here." <laughs> My daughter lives here now. You got to go away. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so mom oh, punk. I so love cool. it. <laughs> my mom definitely uh, thinks she has powers. I think she does. Most <laughs> she moms might. do. Most moms do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, some kind of power or another. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's the only ghost story I've ever really heard. And my roommates used to be like, yeah, I, I definitely have noticed the ghosts around. I think they're cool. <laughs> I think they're fine with us. I think it's okay. But there's a picture of the in the house of like the original like people who live there and all of the ghosts are in the picture. Like there's a little girl and a little boy and a man in a wide brimmed hat. Uh-huh. Whoa. <laughs> That's so creepy. That's so the shining. Yeah. It's very scary. Yeah. I'm really I really don't I'm really curious what ghosts are. Yeah. I don't know if they're what we think they are, but I don't know what they are. There's so many people who have seen them. Right. um, I also wanted to talk to you about getting your teeth knocked out. Okay. How did that happen? And how do you like your new teeth? (laughs) I love my new teeth. Um, Basically, uh, I flipped off the handlebars of them. Bike. Oh no! A, and and my mouth and broke the fall with my mouth. That's a good place to break the fall with. <laughs> I couldn't. Like I don't know what my hands were doing, but they were not <laughs> protecting me in any way. I was just like, ha! Ah! Right out my mouth. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. Well, it happened because um, we have you ever been to Los Olivos? Like in up, it's like up near Santa Barbara. Um, and it's there's this town called Los Livios, and then there's another town called um, Solvang. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I like drove a Dutch there. town, and you can rent. We rented bikes in Solvang and and went to Los Livios, which is where all the wine tasting rooms are. It's where Sideways was filmed. Oh, beautiful! Oh. Which is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> so I you love were on the Sideways. you were on the Sideways tour. I was on the Sideways <laughs> tour, and you know, so we had a couple glasses of wine, um, which probably did not help. But I wouldn't say I was drunk. I, I don't like thinking I was drunk because then it really is my fault. <laughs> but I wasn't. But I had some wine. Um, that's why we're riding bikes because it was fun and then we could taste yeah. wine and and it would be safe. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I think we were – yeah, because Sideways as, uh, was filmed there and there's this one um, 
winery that we had been up like a year before and their wine was so gross it tasted we said i said it tastes like meat wine like Ugh. it was so disgusting Ugh. and their big ad was like from the movie sideways and they really they were in like a <laughs> montage of them tasting wine in the movie so it wasn't even true and i remember the woman who was and it was like, the part of the montage where they spit the wine back out yeah they're like, <laughs> so ah! gross. totally and the woman who was like giving us the tasting was like uh she was like, this 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 wine is great. It goes well with pizza. And then like, the next <laughs> bottle, she said the same thing. I also think this one is good with pizza. Like, that was her only pairing. Um, so, anyways. So, Rich and I had this joke about this winery. Uh, because it's called the Meat Wine Place. And so, we were coming back and that winery was coming up and... I was going downhill, and I think Rich was. We were just laughing about meat, meat wine, <laughs> and then I, my looked down, and my tire was going off the asphalt, and instead of the lip of the asphalt, yeah. and instead of, and, and it, there was a ditch, and I think I just didn't want to go to the ditch. I should have gone to the ditch. I, <laughs> I tried to correct it. I tried to get it back on on the oh, no. asphalt, and the the tire caught caught, and then I flipped. Over and then the next thing I knew, I opened my eyes and I was on the asphalt and there was like a blood, a pool of blood and like my teeth in the middle of it. Ah, Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, wait. Do you think the ghost was trying to warn you? (laughs) From years ago? Yeah. Uh With the bloody metal on his his chin? Yeah. No. (laughs) No. I do like. It was such a, a such a horrible accident that I did try to think of what I did wrong in the past, like that I was like paying for somehow. Like I remember I was being sort of judgy about the way things were being handled in um, Sudan with the refugees. Like I, <laughs> I just I feel like someone need like there needs to be a, they need to have a economy. You know they they need to be sustaining themselves with jobs and like you know it's like it's not being handled well and then I was being judgy and then I was like I would just imagine like a Sudan refugee just knocking me off the bike I don't know like that's not right for me to be judgy Wait, like weren't you were you publicly judgy about it or no just you... with Rich we were oh. watching a like 60 minutes thing and I was like they need to do something this is wrong like they're, they're, they're not never gonna enough. get there's they can't you know <laughs> anyways I because I then I felt instantly bad about that um I don't know so yeah that's, <laughs> that's what happened that yeah but here's why. what's cool is uh there was the first people the so I just sort of let I didn't move because I was like I think I should just not move and then the first people to pull over who saw us like crumpled on the side of the road happened to be a dentist oh <laughs> crazy and his wife was with him and she was a nurse so she stayed with me and then um and then the dentist and because Rich called 911 and we were waiting for the ambulance when we were waiting for the ambulance the dentist and Rich picked up my teeth because if you um 
get them in time, you can actually pop them back in. <gasps> what? What? Yeah. Oh Do you God. think the dentist showed up because you were really forgiving about the situation in Bosnia? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, maybe the whoever pushed me off my bike felt bad. I thought all the things because I had a, the, you know, this is also it's really also really terrible, like funny, terrible is um, I had this when I moved to LA, um, which was. Three years ago, I needed a new dentist, and my aunt recommended this woman who turned out to be the worst dentist of my life. Like, she was like, oh, you need to replace your fillings, which I didn't. But I didn't know. She's like, look at them. Look at them. They're terrible. I'm like, okay. I don't know what I'm looking at, but I'm like, my mouth didn't hurt me at all. And she... she went in and she did two on one side and she's like, I'll do the others and ended up damaging a nerve. Oh, no. So I had to get a Was root canal. Was this place in Atwater? No. Okay. She has an office in downtown on Wilshire. Okay. And then also on the west side. Um, in any case, it, so I had to get a root. I had to kill. She killed a tooth. Oh, my God. And I had to get a root canal and a crown for it. And I went to a different dentist after that and I wrote... I wrote her a bad Yelp review. I've never done that, but I just felt like I had to warn people. Like, yeah. she's going to tell you you need stuff you don't need. Like, that's the, like a big thing in dentistry too. Is like a lot of dentists are they're called drill them and fill them. Yeah, where they drill holes in your teeth and then tell you you need a filling. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. my brother had that happen to him. What? Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Watch out! Watch out! Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was going through. I had to get the crown. They had to shave your tooth for the crown, and it was like. I was like, man, I need to get away. I need to get a. I need to have a break. I need a weekend vacation. I was like, Rich, let's go to Solvang. Let's go get some oh wine. Oh my god! And <laughs> so then I, I imagine that dentist read my Yelp review and knocked me off my bike too. Oh. That seems more plausible than the Syria thing. Yeah, Sudan. I've been th- I've been thinking about leaving a bad Yelp review for a dentist back in New York who I hated. Now maybe oh, really? I won't because they'll get back at me by knocking oh, me man. off a bike. It's I mean <laughs> it's tough going being a dentist because people already hate you even if you're good at it. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I I will see. I love. So then I found. Then we went. So we went to the ER and the. ER guy had to, my lip also split open, so he oh. sewed up my lip, which I think he did a really good job. Yeah. For, um, and then he was shoving my teeth back in, <gasps> and I remember thinking that it was 6 o'clock, and we had a reservation for the Hitching Post, which is also the movie Sideways, <laughs> <laughs> at 7. And I was like, oh, if he gets these teeth back in... We can still go to dinner. Like I was in such shock. <laughs> You'll get the soup. <laughs> I know. I didn't know. I didn't know. And he was like, couldn't get them in. So they were calling all these. They're like, you need to see like a real deal dentist. Like, so they were calling. It was Friday night, so everybody was closed. And this one dentist picked up the phone, Doctor Weber at Santa Barbara Dental Care, <laughs> and he said, "Come on down." And I love the guy because he's he turned out to be. Like one of the number one implant dentists in this country, like it couldn't have worked better for me. That's incredible. And like he just like took me under, put me under that night, and had to put like cadaver bone because I like crushed my sockets. Oh and, my like, god! Drilled, put some, put the implants in so that could start healing, and um, Wait, so saved he put, my teeth. He put cadaver bones in your mouth. The uh, in my gums. 
Does that mean like bones from dead people? Yeah. <gasps> to because so, they'll grow into your bone. Cool. I, lo- I lost oh. some on yeah. the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so he d- he like fixed me up and um, sent me on my way, and I still go back to see him now. Um, he had my teeth so he could make um, sort la- laser copies of the shape. Right. Because um, I couldn't get them back in, but I did get these new teeth that are the same shape as them. So yeah. a lot of people don't know that I got new teeth, and they are whiter. And yeah. I like my smile better now. So it worked out great. <laughs> it actually oh. worked out really, really good. <laughs> um, but it was a long process. And yeah. I watched... Um, well, also, I was sitting there with no teeth, um, driving to Santa, the Santa Barbara place, and I, I w- had to shoot Last Man on Earth, like in like a month or two. Wow! And I oh was God. just sitting there thinking, like, oh, I don't have any teeth. And I had to shoot this show. <laughs> it would have been a much more daring show if your character didn't have teeth. Well, the funny thing is, is is because while it was healing, the show got the dates got pushed back a little bit, so it so it worked worked out fine. Like it wasn't an issue, but um, not because of me, because of the production stuff. I, they wouldn't care. <laughs> um, but I ran into Forte at a bar, um, and over the summer. Because I, I was judging air guitar, but <laughs> and he and his friend was in it, and I hadn't seen him, of course, since February. This was like July, and he's like Kristen, and I was like hi, and then I was like I sh- I didn't want to tell him because I was afraid I was scared that I, they'd recast me because of at, what did you when you ran into him? Did you have teeth? You had I had teeth? a flipper in while oh. the bottom healed, but then oh. I I so I knew there was a sex scene that we were. They were having a sex scene, <laughs> and I um, – so I – after the contest, I pulled them aside. I was like, I want to show you something, and I, <laughs> I popped out my teeth, and I said, listen, I think this would be really funny in the sex scene if <laughs> Carol pops out her teeth, like, as one more thing, that, you know, that he can't – like, why they <laughs> – yeah. and um, – he said he would talk about it with his writers. <laughs> but he was like, oh, you look so cute. Because I really did look like I was seven. Um, In a beauty pageant? Yeah. The, oh, without the teeth. Yeah. Uh, but the, but they, uh, but then um, then the production got pushed back, and then I got my permanent teeth in, so I could Oh, alas. <laughs> but I was like, this is, let's use this, right? Like, yeah. Let's just, yeah. I mean, let's, let's let it be funny, but... It did not get documented. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, we have got to go soon to Expert yes. Hour. Before we do, um, do you want to quickly review Fifty Shades of Grey? You're reading the second one now? I'm on the second one. Oh, my God. Did have you, you read it? No, I haven't read any of it. Me neither. Oh. It's really um, – now I'm afraid the author is going to listen to this podcast. What? Nah, it's really bad. <laughs> It's so bad. I had to skip. I had to skip pages of it because it's like not good. And then I just go to the sex parts, which are very good. Oh, yeah. I was but even ask, that's is it starting sexy? to get like, boring. The first book's really good because that's where it's like uh, the second book. It's like they just have good sex together. Like she's given up on like, having them do anything interesting. Ugh. Ugh. What do they do in the second book? Just more sex. Just more sex, less uh, less bondage. Oh. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I know. It's like, that's not. That's like if in Harry Potter 2 they were like, let's not have as much magic in it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's just have Hermione and Harry be better friends. Yeah, like, let's just focus on <laughs> their mogul studies at Hogwarts. <laughs> um, I want like a book version of the movie Secretary. Is the uh, first book at all like that? Because that's all I want. Yeah, I mean, the, it's, yeah, that, that movie's so good. It's so good. I haven't watched it in a long time, but that movie really turned me on. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I watched it with my parents. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my. That was, like, Biggie Gyllenhaal's sort of first big thing, I think. Yeah, it was. was. that movie. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know who she was before that. Yeah. I want to I wanna watch it again. I want to watch me that too. again. Wait. Peak James Spader. Yeah. It's James Spader, isn't it? Yeah. Spader just spading all over it. Yeah. so hard. He's spading <laughs> hard in that movie. <laughs> oh, man. And that's like your guy, isn't it, Lisa? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's one of the guys. He's Lisa, one of the guys. Lisa only likes guys with big blonde heads. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you're, you're, is he your husband? Uh, my partner, yeah. They are yeah, domest- yeah. They're domestic partners. Is that That's right? right? That's yeah. right. <laughs> you didn't go get married somewhere? No, we got a domestic partnership, like, paper. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. I thought for some reason I thought you were going to South Guatemala, somewhere you're going to some fun place. Oh my god, I love this version of me. <laughs> Didn't you go on a trip though with we, him? We went to Belize once. Belize, yeah. <laughs> Didn't you go to Argentina too? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Go, we travel a lot, yeah. but not to get married ever. No, okay, okay. Good. Maybe sometime. Yeah. Good. That's nice you got that, that partnership thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on his health insurance. Yeah. <laughs> That's and why we caught it. And it's like $25 to dissolve it or something, right? Yeah, you yeah. can just take the piece of paper and rip it. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> but don't you want a ring, like, with a little bit? Do I? Um, no, I think I got fat fingers. So I feel, feel like it would impede my movement. Okay. Do you ever, <laughs> you like having a ring? I do like having a ring. You know when I wish I had one yeah. is if someone's like bothering me at a bar. I wish uh, I had a ring. Not, right, I wonder if that, that does that stop them or not. Maybe not. I think you know it what, does. You know I what else would does. work for that though is just being able to burp really loud. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Or, Unless or he's fart. into that. I've heard that people <laughs> hit on you more with a ring. Oh really? That, no, not. For oh, you. maybe they. I maybe because they feel like they that it's it's like a challenge, it's, or it's like yeah. a, or it's just you can flirt because there's no consequences. There's no like yeah. you're, you're, oh. maybe I don't know. I my world is I nobody flirts or <laughs> yeah. hits on me, and that's fine. Everything I know, everything I know about flirting is just like a story about something that happens to other people. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't. Yeah, apparently. Well, Kurt Brownler, who you guys know, Kurt, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He, when I was single in New York forever, he claims that guys would hit on me, and I just couldn't see it. Like you I just tell. was oblivious to it. He's like, guys hit on you all the time. I was like, no, they didn't. <laughs> um, I, when I was in New York, I was walking, and there was there's so many people in New York. It really hit home. I've never heard that. There's so <laughs> many people. It really, it, it really hit home to me just how many people did not want to fuck me <laughs> in the, over a decade of living there. I just was really millions happy. Millions and millions. I was so happy to never be single in New York for that reason. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, but I was there before Tinder, so maybe, oh God. maybe people are really going nuts. Going nuts. 
I did online dating in New York, and it was, like, not great. And occasionally I would meet someone, and I'd be like, can I just meet someone in my own borough? This is, like, an hour and a half. It yeah. feels like I'm outsourcing this. Yeah. It's so far away. Where would they live mostly? Like, South Brooklyn or, like, oh, yeah. No. I never met anyone who lived in Queens. <laughs> Anyway, um, we should probably go. Okay, good. Thank you so much for joining us Thank today. Thank you for having me. When, yeah. when does Last Man on Earth come out? September 27th. That's great. That's probably around when this comes out. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I think this comes out in early October. So oh, wow. So it's already catch out. Catch up, guys. It's already out. Yeah. Catch up on Are those episodes. Are you watching it? I hope we're not canceled. Please <laughs> <laughs> <We> watch. <laughs> uh, you should also watch uh, or listen to Kristen and Bojack Horseman. That's she correct. does some really great uh, voice acting of Sarah Lynn. And, yeah. yeah, thanks to the wonderful artwork. Of Lisa Howard. Oh, oh gosh. Oh. One thing that I noticed was um, in the – I just watched the video for Tacky, the Weird Al video for Tacky. Yeah. And you wear a shirt that Sarah Lynn wears on Bojack. It's true. Oh, with the hands? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> well, I mean, the de- the video came before before Sarah Lynn picked out that shirt. Oh, wow. So just a coincidence. Yep. That's amazing. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It blew my mind. So watch that too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Kristen Schaal, everybody. We'll be right back with a very special expert hour. Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We need an expert. We need an expert. We need an expert hour. Welcome to our very special 100th episode edition of Expert Hour. Uh, we thought for this segment, what we would do is share with you uh, just some bits and pieces of our favorite expert hours. Excerpt hour. Excerpt hour. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We've been wanting to do this for a while, and it's just, it's so hard to choose. We I got feel like lazy. We did get lazy. We did get lazy. <laughs> to but, be honest. <laughs> but also, I just feel like the more it goes on, it's like, oh my God, it's like I want to put everyone in. But um, We have so many good ones. Yeah. It was really hard to choose. It was really hard to choose. Um, so this is by no means a comprehensive list of our favorites. This is just a sampler platter. Yeah. And it will get you interested in other episodes. Yeah. Um, so let's let's introduce these here and there. So first we have Martin Clint Horace, who's a w- women expert. Recom- I believe it's Dr. Martin Clint Horace. Oh, I am sorry. Dr. Martin Clint Horace, <laughs> a women expert recommended to us by Jared Logan. Thank you, Jared. Yeah. And uh, he talked to us about um, the, the study of women and what women like. Mm-hmm. So tune in. We know everything. Well, now, I mean, obviously we know that most self-esteem issues that women experience come from premenstrual syndrome. Oh, <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't think that's true. That's only, that, that can only account for like a couple of days. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Look, I have a list of symptoms here, if I could just rattle uh, them off for you very of, quickly. Of low self-esteem or of premenstrual of syndrome? Of premenstrual syndrome, not low self-esteem. Okay. All right, let's uh, Bloating. True. I've heard that. Yeah. Tenderness in the breasts. Ooh. Yeah, true I, that. Didn't, I didn't like that. Didn't, yeah. <laughs> Insomnia, uh, headache, mm-hmm. fatigue, yep. irritability, yeah. mood swings. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite one is the last one, dysphoria. I looked that up. It just means unhappiness. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, uh, like depression. You get depressed. That's that sounds awful. I'm glad I don't have to go through it. You know, people think it's blood, but it's actually menstrual fluid. 
which contains <laughs> yeah. some blood as well as cervical mucus, oh. vaginal secretions, that's vague, and endometrial <laughs> tissue. So next time some sovinist makes some comment about you bleeding for five days and not dying, you can just say, hey, buddy, that's not just blood. That's also cervical mucus. <laughs> I will never say that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you could say it. You might say it. I will. It's I will. uterine lining. Yes. Endometrial Slap, lining. Yeah. Endometrial off. lining. Let's let's back up here a little bit and talk about what courses you're teaching right now at Har- right. Hartford? Hartford Hartford University Online. Oh, you're an online. So that might explain why uh, people nobody's, would nobody's take your class. Yeah. I mostly create worksheets. <laughs> okay. I can tell you certain general things that are probably true about you. For example, oh, you you're a woman, so I can tell you that you hate Thank movies. Thank you. Oh. I've heard That's that. not true. No, all true. women hate movies. What? It's I true. I love movies. I did, I now did you hate them. <laughs> Look, how often have you been watching a movie with a woman, and the second a character walks in, she's like, who's that? And you're like, watch the movie. It's like... <laughs> You guys hate movies, totally. Right. That doesn't mean that you hate the movies. Okay, I can prove. Would you like me for me to prove that you hate movies? Sure. I I mean, sure. All right. Let me know if you've seen the following movies. (laughs) Okay. The Godfather. Yes. Okay. So this, I feel like, is targeted. He did a little bit of research and found out that I have not seen most. You haven't seen The Godfather? Jesus Christ! I haven't seen The Godfather. And Lisa, you say you have seen The Godfather. Yes. Have you seen the director's cut? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, you hate movies. Uh, have you seen Jaws? Yes. No. Have you seen the DVD commentary of Jaws? No. You hate it. You hate movies. I, that doesn't... That's very I mean, subjective. Have you seen RoboCop? Yes. No. It's amazing. Did you like RoboCop? Yes, it's yeah. fucking awesome. Now I feel like you're just kind of being a little bit She's doing contrary. the thing that girls do where they try and act like they like things that I find that like very offensive. To... Have you seen Terminator 3? Yes. Terminator 3. You've yes, seen I've Terminator seen, 3. I've seen all the Terminator movies. Are you a lesbian? <laughs> No. <laughs> of course, there are certain genetic anomalies that occur. Um, but uh, in general, women hate women movies. I mean, women enjoy movies that involve socializing. So any film that a woman likes usually requires them to join some sort of club like Sex in the City 2 or Twilight Breaking Dawn. Or Magic Mike. Or Magic Mike. Oh, yeah, you get yeah. together with your friends. It's a night out. It's really fun. Yeah. But I mean, even Meryl Streep hates movies. She likes acting. <laughs> you think Meryl Streep hates movies? She hates movies. She likes I believe to act. That. I believe that. Are there other professors in your department, and do they share your methodology? Well, I'm the only women's study professor. You're alone. In, you're alone. You are the only resource for students who want to do women's studies at Hartford University. That's correct, like. yes. That's terrifying to me. Why? Because... I'm a feminist? You're not... I, you can't be a feminist and not know what the word clitoris means. Thank you. You can be. <laughs> why does being a feminist feminist require knowledge of anatomy? I don't understand. Because so what if I don't know what an ovary is or a uh, uterus? I don't. You know. Uterus. I know that women have nipples. Ugh, I did not like the way you said that. <laughs> what? I, what? You really, you really know the the unfun parts of the female anatomy, and not the only fun part. <laughs> the fun button. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the G spot. No, no, not the G spot. The clitoris. Well, do you want to talk about the G spot? <laughs> yes. I'm. 
very curious as to what you have to say about it. In my experience, it doesn't exist. Are you sure that you are a biological male? I, you know, I am sure that I'm a biological male because I love Robocop. (laughs) And I think skateboarding is cool. Does... Do you pee out of your penis? Or does it come out of a different... It comes out of a hole lower than the penis. (laughs) Okay, Okay, let's... uh, Do you find that occasionally there will be blood in your underwear? I, it's not blood. I, I, I mean, it's you know, it's. I would, I would say that it's probably semen. Although it is uh, dark red brown in in color. That is not semen. And it happens once a month. For a few days. Well, you know, once a month when a guy ejaculates. Uh, so okay, not, that's not that's no not okay. <laughs> clearly, you're clearly at least you might you might be a, a transgender woman I, who identifies as male, but you are a biological female. I'm a woman. Oh. You are you you're, are a woman. You're a girl, yeah. I'm a woman. <laughs> okay. Oh, it makes sense why I would go into women's studies. It really does. You are searching for truth about yeah. yourself. We know everything. All right. Um, this next expert, favorite of mine, just because of you know the showbiz connection. Um, he was an expert on um, Johnny Carson, of the Tonight Show. Um, his name's Carson Johnson. And uh, he was recommended to us by our friend Matt McCarthy. And uh, he was on the episode with uh, Nick Sumita. Um, and so we talked about just the history of Johnny Carson and some of his favorite moments. We know everything. That name just a coincidence? It is a pure coincidence. Uh, I was conceived and uh, uh, I was conceived on the same night as the premiere of The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. It's not with Johnny Carson, it's starring Johnny Carson. Uh, uh, But my parents were big Tonight Show fans and they were big Carson fans. Oh, so it's not a coincidence. Uh, It is a coincidence. Oh. But are you named after him or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh. But my last name is Johnson. That's oh, a complete yeah. coincidence. Oh, okay. right. It's okay. a complete coincidence. <laughs> yeah. So they were just going to name you Carson. They were like, oh, I guess our last name is Johnson, too. What a Definitely. Yeah. I was the one that pointed it out. <laughs> so I was conceived on uh, October 1st, 1962. Uh, and then I was born nine months later. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, whenever that is. Yeah, that's, that's how that usually goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can tell you who the guests were on that night. You name any any date between October second, uh, nineteen uh, October first, nineteen sixty two, and May twenty second, nineteen ninety two. I can tell you exactly who the guests were that Johnny had that night. Really? I mean, it, 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 I it, well, that's well, I run the website. Uh, here's Johnny dot com. Uh, that's www H e r r r r r r r r r r r r r r r r r r e s dot com. No Johnny in there, just the here's. Right, no, no, no apostrophe. Okay. Oh, 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 at Johnny dot com. J o n. I can see how you get really focused on the number of R's you were saying that you forget to say the Johnny. I registered both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's we call the website. Here's Johnny.com, but it's it's actually www. H e r r r r r r r r r r r r r r r r r r r r r r e s dot com. Yeah. Here's Johnny.com was taken, but we but we got as close as you could. Right. Legally, we can say it's here's Johnny.com. 
Oh, okay. What, what, when's your birthday? October 5th. What year? 1985. October 5th, 1985. Uh, the guests that night were uh, Dr. Ruth and Mr. T. And uh, Mr. T picked up Dr. Ruth by her head. Like, like a you, basketball? Yeah. Well, that's racist. But yeah, like with one hand. <laughs> And uh, in classic Johnny form, Johnny Carson, like he looks at Ed and then he looks at the camera and he goes, uh, oh, she's a handful. <laughs> I mean, it's the best. Like, what, what, what's, your, what's your birthday? Uh, June 19th, 1983. June 19th, 1983. That was such an exciting night on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. <laughs> Little Jodie Foster was the guest. Oh. Yes. And oh. she was also there with Dr. Teeth from The Muppets. Oh. And, 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 and in classic, in classic Johnny Carson form, like he he looks at Ed, and then he looks at the camera, and he goes, <laughs> "Which one's the Muppet?" <laughs> oh, oh, that's oh. me. <laughs> she was so small. Jodie Foster was so small, and she was, but she was gay then. She was gay then. Oh, oh wow! Yep. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're running with mm-hmm. it. Right? I know. Speaking of that, like uh, um, uh, April seventeenth, nineteen ninety one, when Tom Cruise came out of the closet on the Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Wait, 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 wait what? Did what? he do that? It was amazing momentous moment in television history. How, how, how have we not been, like, how is that not a known yeah, thing about Tom like Cruise? A you were probably so small. Like, when were you born? What year? Um, 1985. Yeah, you guys were, so, you were babies. Like, yeah. what, 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 what's your birthday? August 4th, 1985. August 4th, 1985. That's when the Marshall Tucker Band reunited on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Um, it was a momentous moment in television <laughs> history. And um, they did Karnak that night. Um, and, uh, which was always so funny. And they also, they did a sketch (laughs) where Johnny, uh, played President Lincoln and a young, as yet undiscovered Daniel Day Lewis first played Abraham Lincoln in the sketch with opposite Johnny. No, really? On your birthday. That's That's incredible. I mean, I'm impressed. TV history. NBC erased the entire, uh, uh, tape collection of the Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Really? They're gone. They're gone. Why? They, uh, they wanted the tapes. They wanted. <laughs> they wanted tapes, and they were like, "Let's get rid of these tapes." So they erased everything. They just taped over them with something else. Mm-hmm. 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 We, I, with Judge Judy. No. To this day. Oh. To this day. Oh, that's, that's such a. To late. this day. If you could have dinner with Johnny Carson today. <gasps> oh. What would we eat? Probably <laughs> macaroni and cheese with hot dogs cut up in it. That was Johnny's favorite meal. Oh my god, that's I such was, a good choice. I was going to ask, um, what would you, what would you want to talk about? Oh, um, I, I would just want to know, like, what his. Uh, I would just want him to, to do magic for me. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, you know, make make like make the. Um, make the spoon stand up, like yeah. pour salt all over the table. So then the spoon, like in the stick, the spoon in it. So it just stands up Is like that. Is that a magic trick? Oh my God. It's crazy. Have you ever seen that? No, I've never uh, seen that. He used to do it on the show. It was a momentous moment in the history of television. <laughs> and in classic Johnny Carson fashion, like he, he, he looked at them and then he looked at Ed and then he looked at the camera and he goes, Snow White so bright. <laughs> was <What>? unbelievable. <laughs> I might have been one. losing it then. Let's see. Uh, yeah. All right, next uh, we have Soli Lassiter, who is a conflict resolution expert on our episode with Gabe Liebman. And uh, Soli was recommended to us by Aparna Nansharla. Yeah, she uh, taught us some really useful tips about how to, you know, keep your cool. Yeah. And stuff. Um, 
got a little repetitive i'd say maybe yeah yeah but helpful still super helpful yeah Yeah. i think that's sort of was the key the key to it enjoy enjoy that's from december 12th 2012 the 121212 episode i actually have a few uh guidelines besides walking away um (laughs) yeah, because I, I can think of a few situations in which that would maybe not work. Yeah. I oh, mean, well, not to immediately throw your entire practice no, the question. No, you're just coming from a place of fear, and that's <laughs> fine because I get that from you. You just seem like someone who doesn't have a lot of experience with getting what you want in life. Uh, I- I mean, I, I guess that's true. I don't. I, I, I have say a, the opposite about you. But yeah, I kind of do get almost everything that I want, but I think that means that I have even less experience with conflict resolution because I don't need it. Yeah. Well, if, if, but if you walk away from every conflict, then you never get what you want, right? That's one way to look at it, but another way to look at it is if you walk away, you don't have to deal with people sort of in your face, yelling at (laughs) you, um, (laughs) telling you why you're not good at something. You don't need that. And that's actually... if what you want is to be alone... (laughs) Right. Then you do get what you want. You get to walk away. (laughs) And if you're someone who's into talking, I I had a very bad experience with talking once. So I, I try not to engage a lot, but I do have strategies for people who like to talk, and that is to use your why statements. Uh, some people go with I statements. I go with why statements, which is when someone asks you a question you don't like, you say why. <laughs> you say why, and then you walk away. <laughs> and then and you diffuse and deflect. Um, and I actually, at a party once, I discovered this. Um, if, you, if you're someone who communicates more through your body, I, uh, I do encourage you to tuck and roll. <laughs> it's walking. So, it, you, like, tuck your chin in and then do, like, a somersault? Exactly. Okay. And if it helps to say why first, I fully <laughs> encourage that. I do. Okay. Well, I feel like sometimes at parties there's not a lot of floor space to do a full somersault. Oh, sure. But, again, if you want to stand up for what's uh, what you're about, you will not be afraid to, you know, trample some feet. I do feel like our society gets caught up in in a lot of legalese. Like, I'm actually in five marriages right now because I just walked away uh, when things got tough. and uh, Didn't finalize any divorce papers. No, because yeah. why? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. But, okay, what about a situation where, like, someone owes me money? Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I would get the person in a room uh, Mm -hmm. where you can get your money back and then (laughs) just walk away. (laughs) After I get the money back? Like a bank. Take them to the bank. But it doesn't even matter, you know. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's just money, but... Your boots are made for walking. That's a really good point. I am wearing boots right now. 
That's what I could tell that about you as soon yeah. as I walked in here. <laughs> so what do you think that the biggest mistakes are that people make when they are trying to resolve a conflict? I think the bigger the biggest mistake you can make is to seek closure because <laughs> ultimately we live in a life where one person is always going to be trying to get ahead of the other one. So Actually, I agree with that. <laughs> so, so the easiest thing you can do is just drop it. <laughs> Drop it. Keep it open. Drop it. Keep it open. No, don't close it up at all. Don't close it no up. No closure. Keep yeah. it a gaping wound. Closure is not a thing. Really. That will later express itself in some other inopportune situation, <laughs> and then just walk away. We know everything. Uh, this next expert. Oh my gosh, this is an expert I've thought about having back on. Oh, me too. Just because I feel like there's so much more I wanted to talk to her about. Um, her name's Marlene Biscotti, and she's a celebrity sex expert. She's just had sex with every celebrity and told us all about it. Um, so, I mean, we barely scratched the surface here, but hopefully <laughs> this will be some of the ones that you wanted to hear about. Um, definitely check out the full episode. She was on the Beth Stelling episode, um, and she was recommended to us by uh, Kristen Studdard. We know everything. What exactly qualifies you as an expert on celebrity sex? Uh I have fucked almost every celebrity you could think of. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, I guess that would do it. So this is not speculative. No, okay. this is real. This is actual experiences described to you in detail. Wow. <laughs> this is- Here's the thing about having sex with George Clooney. Okay, have you ever... Um, <laughs> Have you ever been able to see what a man's penis is going to be like just by looking at his jeans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like what it's like to have sex with George Clooney. Like you already know what it's like. <laughs> like Does that make sense? Like amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it is it's like you get in there and you're like could this possibly be as good as I imagine it? <laughs> and the answer is Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like you're looking at his shirt, you're looking at his pants and you're like, I have a good idea what's going on in there, but I'm definitely going to be disappointed. No, you're not. (laughs) Honestly, George Clooney, you're not going to be disappointed. Think that I'll do the best impression that I can of Gary Busey coming, but it's very terrifying. (laughs) Please. It's like, it's like a... Imagine that like over you for that long. Oh yeah, for that long. Oh, wow. Oh yes. Oh yes. He was building up for that whole three and a half hours. Yeah. I feel like just keeping the tank full. <laughs> Terrifying. You know, it's mo- it all. I mean, it it all started like it all started with Bob Saget, and it's like <laughs> just from there, everybody. You know, he's connected to everybody. I don't yeah. think that's a very big secret. It's kind of crazy how much of a trendsetter he is without us like sort of realizing. He that. really yeah. has done a lot. He's done a lot for me. I'll say that very much. Okay, <laughs> oh. honestly, are you guys still in touch? Mm, I mean, not physical touch, but yeah. I feel very emotionally close to him after what we've been through. <laughs> wow. Timberlake. Well, Justin Timberlake honestly just wanted me to lick his pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I knew Jessica Biel was into that kind of thing. Yeah, all right. All right. Have you ever fucked Weird Al? Yeah. Oh, what was that like? Oh, of course I fucked Weird Al. <laughs> um, we used... Uh, it's very strange because, honestly, the hair gel that he uses can double as lube. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
so that was a very that was like a fun you know t- trick of the trade i didn't yeah. know because yeah. i was having a hard time getting wet i i'm not extremely attracted to weird al and he said don't worry baby i got this he just ran his his fingers through his hair just right in there very effective wow very effective and also i think natural i didn't have any sort of reaction that's always good yeah we know everything Uh, this next expert Stuart dansby is an expert on unerotic uh fiction and uh, he was recommended to us by Zach Sims, and he was on our Barbara Gray episode. And yeah, he just um, read us some excerpts from from really unerotic unerotic fiction. Yeah, which I mean, if you're un- unfamiliar with the genre, this is a really good introduction to it because it just sort of like lets you know what you know what it's about. It's not just it's 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 fiction that's not just about stuff that is not erotic. It's about situations that could be erotic but are not good thing to listen to if you want to just cool off you know it's like yeah. taking a cold shower the other day i was too horny and i <laughs> i re-listened to this episode and it was really helpful yeah <laughs> enjoy we know everything. i like to consider myself america's greatest unerotic fiction writer technically i believe i am the only one it's it's pretty big in eastern europe there's like a lot of germany there's a big Unerotic. Really? Yeah. I did not know this was even a genre. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're in the times we're living in now with your Tinders and your grinders. Yeah. And your Yelps. We're living in a highly erotic. <laughs> Yelp is very erotic. Um, yeah. Some of those reviews, five stars, hmm, a little mm. much, I'd say. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, I'm just a, a man who says, says, simmer down. You know, I like a nice slack. I like a nice hard toed shoe and I just uh, you know want to so, sit down for cab so what makes something what makes a piece of writing um, unerotic that's a great question rather than just we'll, we'll, we'll have some samples and we'll be able to oh, see okay. how oh. okay. how dry you get when you listen to it it is uh, <laughs> this is from a uh, one of my collections it's called Boner Killers <laughs> okay with a great Z name. <laughs> and uh, this this is a selection from my story uh, a night a night's end. That's what it is. With each step, Jack became more and more nervous. His knees shook. The top of his ears began to perspire, as they often did on such nerve-wracking occasions as dentist appointments, <laughs> job interviews, and moments before he hoped to enter a woman. This was the latter. Sophie's apartment was in her sights, and thought thoughts rushed through her mind. Should I invite him in? Is it a big deal that he didn't know Rhode Island was a state? <laughs> Would the lovemaking be so poor that I'll spend the next week hating myself and watching Eugene Levy movies? Now there's a man. He could make a nun come. (laughs) Desire pulsed throughout Jack all over his body and even to the very tip of his penis, which moved ever so slightly as if to say, hi, I'm here. I sure hope I get a little airtime tonight. Well, I had a nice time, Jack said. Me too, Sophie replied. Jack knew the moment was near, and he must see something super sexy or the night would be for naught. You know, you don't have a mustache, he said, but I could see where if you didn't maintain yourself, you could really have a thick one. (laughs) Oh, Sophie uttered in the silence. You know, I think I have to get up early, so I'm going to call it a night. (laughs) Really? You don't want coffee or anything? Jack asked. No, I'm okay. We'll talk soon. Okay, well, we should do this again. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, This key's really sticking to my apartment door, Sophie said as she struggled to get inside. She finally did. She entered her home like Jack hoped to enter her. 
And Jack went home and watched Chopped while eating a pint of ice cream. Ooh, so I like little, the end of that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Nice. Yeah. You know. That had more penis in it than I thought. Well, yeah. It's about the, the concept that it could be erotic. Because, I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. I could just read the phone book if you didn't want to be aroused. That's what it clarified yeah. for mm-hmm. me, that you're actually using the writing tools of an mm-hmm. erotic writer. Sure. But then you're just sort of reversing it. Well, yeah. any, any hack can make you not have a boner. I mean, that's, it's about how you do it. Right. You know? So mm-hmm. you specialize in, like, blue balls, basically. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Which was one of my favorite moments of childhood. I really one of one yeah. of your favorite moments just was anytime, what? anytime I would be in a in what we in the common street vernacular would call a blue ball situation. Okay, you like that? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how we are in time, but I, I have one more. And I'd love a, to hear I, yeah, one. Yeah, 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 the last one was really great. Okay, this is called the Undergarments Lament. <laughs> it was uh, from my another collection of mine called Staying at My Grandmother's House. <laughs> Was it stain at your grandmother's house? Staying. Staying. Staying okay. almost implies something erotic. Right. Could occur. I just wanted to so, check yeah. that. It- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Clothes were strewn all over the floor like a toddler's playroom. <laughs> her blouse, her skirt, his pleated khaki pants. <laughs> Steve's enthusiasm peaked as he realized he was totally about to enter the bone zone. <laughs> he was grateful he took the time to spray axe on his pubes before leaving this evening. <gasps> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> He went Already unhook- unerotic. <laughs> well, actually, that kind of aroused me a little bit. But okay. <laughs> he went to unhook her brassiere, and oh, how he struggled. <laughs> At first, it was cute, and she laughed, and he sweated, but as time passed, it was anything but. <laughs> Just pinch the hooks together. No, together. Those aren't the hooks. <laughs> Ashley mumbled as she considered going to grad school. <laughs> Fuck, 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 Steve muttered as he cursed his bedeviled hands, unable to please a woman in the slightest. <laughs> as Steve moved his hands around her back, struggling in a way that made her wonder if he had even seen a bra before, her body went limp with boredom. <laughs> her vagina dried in ways she didn't know oh, possible. like a flashback. <laughs> drier than the Great Sahara Desert in the afternoon. Her clitoris shrank with disdain, <laughs> and the stress of the incident caused Steve's member to dethrob and nearly descend back into his body, where his testicles once laid until the far too late age of seven. <laughs> you know what? Why don't we just see what's on Netflix, Ashley asked. And they did. And they did. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm so unaroused. Yeah. Oh, the axe pube situation. Is that a thing really that people bad. do? It's something I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you can't culminate in the way you would like, so you need to calm down. Yeah, I mean, well, what's wrong with just sort of, like, masturbating? Yeah. I don't think he knows what that is. Yeah, I've never... You've never masturbated. I mean, that could be interesting research for my... You're going to have a great night. Yeah, you should look it (laughs) up. We know everything. Oh, man. This next expert, um, he was on a a special Christmas episode of the show with Jared Logan, um, and his name is Turverdill. Um... (laughs) Not Trevor. Do not make the same mistake I did. Trevor. Uh, Trevor. And uh, he's an expert on Santa Claus and uh, the author of a book called Ho Ho Hoax. <laughs> um, the truth about Santa Claus. Um, and just eye-opening stuff. He was recommended to us by our friend Nate Fernald. And he's also a good friend of Chip Eating Guy, who <laughs> deserves his own best of, I'd say. That's true. Yeah. That's coming up in the future. Yeah, just the best of Chip Eating Guy is just a... Replaying that entire episode. We know everything. 
Uh, I just put out a book recently called Ho Ho Hoax, uh, the <laughs> perpetuation of the Santa Claus lie and how it's destroying America. So, so, well, okay. I mean, I think that we all kind of we know that Santa's not real. Uh, I don't I think most people know it's, that he's not real. Uh, listen, I travel to schools all across the country, and oh, the, God. <laughs> the students there would beg to differ with you. Oh, so you are debunking this myth for children. For everyone, children, adults. I mean, it's not j- just the children at these schools, and I tell these children that Santa's not real. The teachers are very quick to react and <laughs> and go against me and say he is real. And look, go to your local <laughs> post office. There's a mailbox to Santa Claus put out there by adults. And, you know, I, I don't see a lot of children reaching their hands up to that thing. It's about five and a half feet tall, putting their letters in their parents' Putting in, and don't don't you dare try to tell me these parents don't know where these letters are going. They know, they know, and they're willingly putting them in. So that's a waste of paper. It's a waste <laughs> of paper. It's a waste of time. The particular lore of Santa, this magic is just completely improbable. Wait, so there's magic that you think is real? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like what? Oh well, I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, there's uh, like there's the, summoning the Easter there, Bunny. Easter Bunny. <laughs> No, the Easter Bunny is, is complete garbage. <laughs> tooth Fairy, on the other hand, um, there I believe there is some truth behind the Tooth Fairy. Uh, what? The, really? the, the, number, the numbers add up when it what? comes to the Truth Fairy. Wait. Tooth fairy. <laughs> I just said Truth Fairy is a Freudian slip of the tongue, actually. Yeah, because so. you were overcome with the truth of that, yep. of that so story. You think there's a fairy that comes and takes your teeth and then leaves money. I, I haven't seen evidence to the contrary. Let's say I'm willing to get past the fact that he can slide down the chimney. Have you heard of a flume? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how, does, how does that happen? How does he get through that? Well, people would say that like he – I mean if you've seen the movie The Santa Claus, he is able to magically shrink his body. Yeah. Magically shrink his body. Then why bother with the chimney at all? Why not just shrink it and just go through the dog door? I mean, that's a really I think good he, point. Maybe he does do that for houses that don't have chimneys because yeah. not every house has a chimney these days. Ah, I think that, it's more of a. You know, it's, I, I honestly could just stop talking and you would just continue <laughs> proving my point, point, I think. Yeah. So. I mean, I will say you, you do have a point. Santa is not real. Yeah. But, um, there, I'm glad I got through to you. Yeah, but so. I, I, think, I think my objection to what you're doing is not. It's not that what you're saying isn't true. It's just that uh, everyone agrees that Santa's not real. It's just a sort of a good-natured lie that we tell children. Yeah, we I, like it. It's fun. It's it's just like the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy, I'd say. I don't know that everyone does agree that Santa's not real. You don't think that it might be the parents who are giving the presents to their children? I'm sorry? Like, when, when there are presents in the stocking that say that they're from Santa... You don't think maybe it's the parents who – the parents of the children who are doing that? Uh, it doesn't say from mom or dad. I don't see why it Well, but it says be. Santa and we know that's not wh- who it's really from. I know and that's why I'm trying to figure out who's behind <laughs> this wall, who's behind this. What's... OK. So let's – well, let's just put parents as like a, one of a few possible options of where these presents could be coming from. Mm-hmm. We know it's definitely not Santa because of the whole chimney thing, but like, what if it? Well, not just the chimney thing. I mean, let's look at the the reindeer thing. Let's look. Okay, look yeah, at let's look, let's look yeah, at the, the reindeer rain, thing. The reindeer thing is pretty. Outrageous. I mean, reindeer reindeers are are barely able to be domesticated. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> Much mind. less fly. I mean, here's the thing: if if these reindeer are flying and able to manipulate magic in such a way 
that they can fly that's, hey, I got some news for you, folks. Knock, knock. Who's there? Uh, these ain't reindeer. These are people who have been enchanted. So, uh, How do you feel about Hanukkah? Hanukkah? Oh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're happy with it. Have you thought about maybe converting to Judaism or? Uh, I did briefly. You, br- you briefly converted or you briefly thought about it? I, I briefly converted. Oh. Um, hmm. And again, I – the numbers just didn't add up, you know. And I, I, I had a the numbers for here. Judaism, <laughs> for yeah, just the the whole the Hanukkah mythos um, of like the, how did the oil last eight days? Yeah, how did the oil last eight days? I mean, that's really the only question that's unanswered. But um, yeah, you know, we're working on it. Me and my team. Yeah, who's on your team? Uh, a guy named uh, Gary Smimp. <laughs> <laughs> Our last excerpt uh, this episode is uh, Jacob Jasmine, who is our etiquette expert on our uh, episode with Louis Peitzman. Um, he was recommended to us by Jake Regal, and uh, he gave us a lot of tips on how to have how to be polite in modern society. Yeah, and um, I, I gotta say, he was a fan favorite. A yeah. lot of we got a lot of um, fan mail about this particular expert um, saying they thought it was their favorite one ever, which we told him, and it really went to his head. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, he was, yeah. So, yeah. So I hope you enjoy um, this final final clip for Expert Hour. Thank you guys so much for um, listening to and enjoying this segment. I know some people don't like it. Yeah, but, but then you could just skip it. Yeah, but just skip it. That's why it's at the end. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite part of the show, I think. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's always surprising. Yeah, it is. I feel like it's the I feel the most out of my element in it, but I like that about it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's made me a much better interviewer dealing with all of these uh curveballs. Curveballs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, speaking of curveballs, we left out our twist ending expert. <laughs> but oh. uh, you should listen to that episode anyway. Next, we'll do another We'll best do another of best of at some point and Steven Steverton will be on that one too. That's right. Yeah. The twist is he's gonna be on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke you'll get if you've heard the episode <laughs> um so yeah i want to thank all the experts we've had on throughout the the 100 episodes and approximately three years we've been doing this yeah it's freaking crazy man wow yeah the fact that we recorded some of these in like 2012 doesn't that seem like a long time ago it does we didn't even know if Barack Obama was going to be re- reelected when we recorded the Dr. Martin Clint Horace episode. Yeah. That's crazy. What an uncertain time. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear it in our voices as we record? <laughs> we are such children. Then. Unlike now when things are totally certain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, it's been a I've had a very wonderful time talking to these people with you, Lisa. Oh, my gosh. Me too, Emily. I have really enjoyed seeing us both blossom as <laughs> women. <laughs> and yet we remain babies. Uh, which is some sicko's fantasy, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, this has been so fun. I love doing the show. I love you. Aw, I love you too. I love our listeners. Not as much as I love you. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> Thanks, um, everybody. Yeah, please continue to rate and subscribe on iTunes and keep listening. We've got a lot of fun episodes coming up and we're nowhere near done. Uh -uh. Um, We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. We know everything. I became an expert in etiquette one day. 
I tried to go to Mickey D's, McDonald's, for the layman, and they, saw, they had a sign outside that said, no shirt, no shoes, no service. And I said, I want service. I want service so bad. They didn't understand that I'm the richest boy. Oh, so you're... <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. So... I've got the richest daddy in the whole wide world. Who's your dad? I know you're kidding. <laughs> I'm not. I, I actually, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you came from a... He I'm, sells the most paper towels in all of the Bay Area. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know there was so much money in paper towels. So, you okay, were you... I'm trying to picture this. Were you wearing a shirt and shoes at this time? Of course I wasn't. <laughs> I want to talk. My turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I go to a restaurant and I say, give me food for my hands to eat. And they say, no, you have to use a fork and a knife. And I'm... It's too much etiquette. That's too much etiquette. So you think people should be able to eat just with their hands whenever they want? If they wanna, and I wanna. <laughs> All right. What other what other rules do you think we should do away with? Drab dressing at funerals? Uh-uh. Oh, I agree with you. <laughs> right? Yeah. We're celebrating a life. I should be able to play guitar at other people's strangers' funerals. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> That's might be Thank too far. Thank you for agreeing. <laughs> I can make up any words I want. <laughs> Do you have any examples? Goggles. Go- oh, goggles is already a word. Damn. But I, guess I foiled could, myself. I guess you could make up a new meaning for it. Goggles means uh, to cry. <laughs> oh, okay. oh. Yes. Why can't I own a state? A state? A state. Which one would you like to own? Hmm, Montana. Okay. I emailed Montana, and I said, hello, I would like to purchase your state. I have all the money in the barrier from all the paper towels. And they said, I'm sorry, I'm a person who lives in Montana. And I said, you can't fool me, Mr. Governor. <laughs> and they refused to sell it. And I was very upset, and I vote, wrote a very cryy email. <laughs> a goggly email? Oh. I get it. That's very funny and good. And what I said earlier. I have some questions about it. I mean, mm-hmm. like... I understand that you're not here to teach us what is and isn't good etiquette. I can do that. I'm a very good teacher. Okay. Well, I guess um, since we're on the subject of money, Mm -hmm. it feels like people are always sort of confused about, like, what is okay and not okay to talk, to say when you're talking about money with other people. Well, I pulled out $100 to prove that I'm richer than everyone else in the room. So I think it's fun and a good idea to (laughs) brag about how much money you have all the time. Okay. What if you don't have any money? What, how should you talk about that? Um, I guess you just shouldn't talk. <laughs> okay. You haven't earned it yet. <laughs> <laughs> what did I learn? Uh, are we doing a what did I learn? Yeah, sure. Okay, very special what did I learn, but it's about from podcasting. <gasps> Lisa, what did you learn? In the past three years, I learned that uh, even though podcasting isn't always easy for me, it's a great challenge. And I've met a lot of funny and interesting people, and I've really enjoyed uh, hanging out with you so much. Me too. (laughs) Very earnest. (laughs) What did I learn? What Um, did you learn, Emily, in the past three years? Oh my God. I learned that. People are really interesting. They, there is a lot about them that I don't know. 
Um, and I'm trying to learn how to ask them better. I'm not always good at it. That's why I like the podcast because it forces me to ask people questions that I don't normally think of that gets weird answers out of them. Yeah, it feels like you're kind of mining for for things. I'm tr- I'm trying. I'm yeah. always really jealous of people who have the ability to like draw other people out. Oh yeah, you feel like you're not good at that? No. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I think I'm learning to get better at that. Um, I have also really enjoyed talking to you for very many hours. Yeah. Um, and I've also, I, I, it's also been nice learning how many different kinds of people like listening to us talk too. Yeah. Like the letters we get are so insanely varied in terms of like the different types of people who listen to the show. Like, yeah. You know? All kinds of people. I know we're like a little tough on men sometimes, but we have a lot of male listeners. Yeah, we so have I really male like listeners. We got we got teens, we got oldies, we got Mormons. We got cops. We got librarians. <laughs> we got uh people in other countries. Yeah. Um and that's really great cuz sometimes it feels like you're making things just for people who are exactly like you. Yeah. And I'm glad. And I I want to try and keep that in mind more yeah um and i think that's it cool that's good yeah it's good i think it's good podcasting's great that's why everyone has one (laughs) (laughs) turns out it's really fun it's true yeah um thank you guys so much for listening yeah um, thank you this and all our other episodes we're gonna try and keep making them as long as we can yeah um thanks to Let's do a big thanks right now. Thanks yeah. to Cave Comedy Radio for starting us out. Thanks yeah. to Maximum Fun for picking us up. Mm-hmm. To my brother, Nate Heller, for making our theme songs. They're so good. Uh, um, thank you to Travis McElroy for producing our show. Yeah. Thank um, you to Lindsay Pavlos, who's here helping us record today. Yes. Thanks to everyone who's ever been a guest on the show. Everyone who's ever been an expert. Yeah. Um, everyone who's written in sent us pictures of their dirty parts. Thank so, you to my dog for Indy, being yes. there. She's kept us company on many and many a podcast. Yes. Um, thanks to, um, <laughs> uh, thanks to twitter.com. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to twitter.com. Thanks to facebook.com. Um, Fuck you, Snapchat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, Uh, You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Lisa Draws. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. You can email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. And buy my album if it's out. And And goodbye. goodbye. (laughs) Yay. Oh, and thank you to Ben Chunch. Ben Chunch. (laughs) Baby geniuses. Everything, baby geniuses, we know everything, baby geniuses, we know everything, baby geniuses, we know everything. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.